day, everyone, and welcome to By Association. I'm Marisa Janaku. I'm Emma Hooper. And uh, this week, uh, Twitter is the new gift that keeps on giving. The metaverse seems like a bad bet. A listener asks if the media adds gas to the fire around the fears of a recession. Goop is recommending you to buy artisan poop this holiday season. <laughs> Cher has a new boyfriend and a lottery winner in China keeps his 30 million jackpot secret from his wife and child. Wow, that's a lot to talk. <laughs> that's a lot to talk about. And, 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 and Twitter, I mean, when we get there, that's a lot to talk about as well. But how are you, Emma? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. That, that is a lot to talk about and lots of different subjects as well, which is quite nice. I don't see any Kanye in there, which is a nice change as well, which is, uh, yeah, very welcome on this, that's, this week. That's very, that's very welcome. But, uh, but what's his name? But Elon still keeps on popping his head up everywhere, right? He's going to for a long time, I think. And what one of the things that um, I'm even noticing in these subjects that we're getting together is we're actually looking to things that people have said on Twitter. It's often coming up more in news stories. And mm -hmm. um, so I think there might be a bit of a shift going on. There's obviously a lot more focus on Twitter. It's quite, quite interesting to see the change. But yeah, my, sure. my week, yeah, I've been good. I'm moving into a new place on Tuesday. Well, mm -hmm. I, my new place is available on Tuesday, but I'm coming to you with, I'm coming to Miami with you guys on, um, Tuesday so I'll probably move in a little bit before that um, mm -hmm. obviously we're doing the the big opening and that's on Thursday so lots of stuff to do in advance of that and yeah pretty good um, things in advance of that sorry that was me no worries no worries no worries, no worries. <laughs> um, yeah so it's been really busy but um, it's also it's good I like it when weeks are busy you know you feel a lot more connected to what you're doing and, and a lot more yeah. excited overall i think about life yeah. i've had a lot of ups and downs recently so it's nice to have some mm -hmm. progress at least stability is always <laughs> yeah, good right and hopefully sure. i feel a lot more stable soon and how about you you're in your <laughs> new place as well no i mean my new, yeah yeah no 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 we're, we're getting more and more settled as a family in this new house um i find myself uh hoping for more sun and less rain because I have now have solar panels a bit more on the roof, so I can actually see like, oh, when are we, uh, when are we neutral, or when am I giving energy oh. back, or when am I using energy? So <laughs> it's oh, it a shows bit of you a, all that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it shows me all those kind of things. So, uh, but we're going to be adding more in about a month's time. So I just really want to just ensure that you know we are just uh, neutral on our energy throughout the year. Uh, so that's what I want to try and do. Um, yeah, for this, no, we're, we're settled in, we're settling in. Uh, I would say this week would be, is the first week where it's a lot of just about, yeah, just about the daily things. And then, yeah, next week is, is Miami. So, you know, doing a lot of that and a lot of uh, strategy building for 2023, um, you know, with my colleagues at work and all that. So, no, things are good. And, uh, yeah, just enjoying enjoying the new house i would have to say it really is a nice uh, space we're really happy to have moved here um nice. miss miss few of our neighbors in our old place but you know i mean but here for the kids it's fantastic they're really with their friends and my oldest bikes to school and picks up a friend which she never used to do so it really is just a nice thing oh, for her perfect. She's, she's never been on the bike so much as she has uh, this past uh, <laughs> two weeks so oh, that's it's actually really, really nice good. to see yeah, so well, nice. actually, week because we've only been here for one week officially. Actually, uh, no, but that's good. So, 
with so many subjects, let's get into it, actually. <laughs> let's, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a uh, Twitter update. There are a few things that have been happening. So since our, um, since our, uh, your concession speech last week, of course, of uh, Elon buying Twitter, <laughs> um, Twitter has actually cut close to 3,700 jobs last week via email as a way to trim costs following the acquisition by, of course, our good friend Elon. Many learned of their dismissal after their access to company-wide systems like email and Slack were suddenly suspended. There are even stories of employees disappearing from a conference call mid-meeting as their accounts were suspended. And uh, two days ago, Twitter then started reaching out to dozens of these employees they had fired, who lost their jobs, of course, and asking them to return as it was deemed a mistake, according to two people familiar with the moves. Others were let go before their managers had a chance to realize their work and experience may be necessary to build the new features Elon envisions. And so Elon tweeted, of course, uh, as he does about all these dismissals. So regarding Twitter's reduction in force, unfortunately, there is no choice when a company is losing over 4 million a day. Everyone exited, was offered three months of severance, which is 50% more than legally required. Hmm. I mean, let's, let, let's cut, let's, uh, let's start there because there's a few other things I'll touch upon on what's been happening, but um, your thoughts, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's ruthless in the US, isn't it? Anyway, like I remember like whenever I've worked at brands that have a US office and having worked in the UK, and I think it's fairly similar here in the Netherlands as well. There's a lot of protection for people and you have to go through a whole process of, um, mm -hmm. you know, different, I suppose, different stages, right? Where they really prove that they don't need you in the company. And there's a lot of ways that employees are protected. But in the US, I know from not experience myself, but from my colleagues, you can be fired and asked to leave within the same hour. They can cut out mm -hmm. your emails and everything. So from that side of things, it doesn't surprise me. From Elon being really brash and extreme also doesn't surprise me. And then claiming on this, you know, this four million a day loss for someone who had to pay such a hefty amount to take all this on. I'm not surprised either. That's quite a crazy business venture to go into, right? Insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what do you think? I mean, what do you think? No, I think, look, I mean, cutting jobs doesn't surprise me. It was also announced, I think, about a week ago that Philips and the new CEO and Philips was also going to, you know, cut a couple job, a couple thousand jobs and so on. So when a new CEO comes into a business and needs to cut costs, right? So when you get a new CEO, the main reason there's a new CEO is because there's issues with cost, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the main, the, well, one of the main, the main, the main cost maker in a, in, in, in a company is, is, is people. So it's not new that this happens. I mean, you've seen this across the board in almost every business. When there's a new CEO that comes on board, the first thing they do is, is cut jobs. I think it's the speed at which Elon has done it uh, uh, compared to other CEOs. This uh, other CEO might take a hundred days. It's that hundred day term. It's also what, what mm. you know, what, what the president has, right? You always say the first hundred days, there's, and the CEO would use the first hundred days, they say, to assess, uh, understand, work with HR, set everything up properly for these dismissals, right? And then after hundred days, you'd have mass uh, mass uh, firings. That's normal within any um, company looking to uh, mm. to to to, re to to reset and and to cut costs. I mean, 
you know, every company does that, you know, when, when, when they get acquired a new CEO. But I think what, what has happened here is Elon has proven <laughs> the kind of person he is, right? He doesn't need to do that. He feels, oh, I, you know, he's invincible and knows everything. And therefore he can cut jobs however he wants, how quickly he wants, right? Without actually thinking. And this is where, um, you know, the fact that now, two days ago, Twitter has been asking people to come back to work who they fired proves that they just did not do the due diligence in, you know, figuring out who gets fired, how severance, you know, and so on. It's mm -hmm. just a general, all these, you know, we're cutting half the workforce and we're paying them this and this is it. It's very much a very unpersonal, yeah, very Elon Musk way of doing things, unfortunately. And that just is, yeah. um, but, but, but for me, I mean, is it bad that he cut the jobs? No, I mean, Twitter was never making money, right? So yeah, one yeah. of the things is cutting cost and focusing the business. And this is definitely, people knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, the question is, yeah, now it's just the the way they, the way he did it. I'm really interested to know if those people will actually take their job back. I don't think they would. I wouldn't, right? If you've been fired mm. by Elon Musk and then you've been asked to come back by Twitter... I don't mm -hmm. think any of them will. I can imagine that you would. Yeah, but again, in the U.S., it's you don't. Not everybody has the uh, the the net to catch them if they lose their job. Right? Three months is you know. I mean, you know, if you're living in a big city like I don't know, like San Francisco, and you're trying to pay your bills, three months ain't a lot. So yeah, which um, the majority of these guys you know, will be right. Yeah. So I mean, would yeah. they take back the job? Just I mean, I mean. I mean, if I was them, I would say yes, but at the same time, look for a new job, right? Have that security and say, okay, I'll take, I'll take the job. Oh, oh, I love Elon, you know, just fake it. And then once I find a new job, then I'm off. You know, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah, I, I think three months is pretty, pretty generous, though. I, th I think three months you could find somewhere, I think. All depends yeah, what you you're doing, doesn't yeah, it? It depends where yeah, you're exactly. at. And, and, yeah, exactly. And in today's market, you wouldn't know that, right? Yeah, I suppose, like I said, I suppose it depends completely what they're yeah, doing, yeah. what their stance is. Because yeah. you're seeing a lot of a lot of a lot of cut costs, and we'll get into that with um, with Meta in a, in a sec. A lot of these big um, big tech firms are starting to cut workforce, right, and and dial back spending. So uh, it, it will be harder for these engineers to find work. I would say. Hmm. Yeah, especially having been cut from somewhere. It's never a good look, is it, if you've been cut from somewhere rather than you decided no. to leave, especially exactly. on such a big platform like this exactly. acquisition. Exactly. Mm. exactly. But let me ask you this, right? So there's another thing that just came up um, uh, uh, this Sunday, so just a few days ago. Uh, so comedian Kathy Griffin, Griffin's uh, Twitter account was suspended Sunday, the same day she changed her page's title to Elon Musk and mocked the new CEO. <laughs> it wasn't clear whether the suspension was permanent or a direct result of her mockery. It came as Musk announced that accounts that impersonate celebrities and other notables would be prohibited unless they're labeled parody. So Twitter's policy has <laughs> always been to prohibit impersonation but immediate action is new. So, you know, so Elon tweeted, uh, uh, going forward, any Twitter handles engaging in impersonation without clear specification parity will be permanently spent. So he tweeted that, right? But uh, this yeah. is a personal move, isn't it? This isn't, <laughs> this is a very strategic, all of a sudden now I've got this kind of 
this mm -hmm. rule in place. Very timely, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. no one would like that, especially like we just said, you know, on the platform that Twitter is and what he is now. You're yeah. not going to take any, you're not going to suffer any fools trying to cause any more he problems the, for you, are He is you? the boss, right? So he is the boss, so he can do what he wants, right? Or not? Or do you think he should have He's... done it or should he should have left it? He's got the power, but then there's also this very much around Twitter specifically around this freedom of speech, right? I mean, like mm. freedom of um, part of her job is comedianship and that will involve an element of parody. Everyone will have known that it's not her. It's not like people are going to second guess and think it's actually Elon. That was the whole part of it. Um, yeah, very uh, interesting talk around freedom of speech here in comparison to how this is uh, cutting away anything of the sort that's a little bit damning towards the boss there. So so you would say freedom of speech is equal to parody? Par well, I think with her, it's a very unique example. She's a comedian. A lot of what they do is parody, right? Mm -hmm. So that's she's using this platform for what she does as a career. Oh, yeah, she's taking, you know, she's purely taking the piss out of the boss of this platform. She probably mm -hmm. thought this would happen. Um, and it's, it's raised her her name in the press, I suppose, for quite a funny uh, kind of positive thing around what she's trying to do, which is entertain. So I think she's mm -hmm. got what she wanted. It's quite quite a comical um, 360 move from her, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do yeah. you think? No, I, I think that's a discussion, right? So I think, you know, he he says it has to be labeled parody and my question would be, would he still would he have still forced the suspension of her Twitter account uh, had she put parody next to uh, the title being Elon Musk? Right. I think that we will never know. Right. Because that's what he's saying now. Is it wasn't excuse. clear. That's yeah. his excuse. Right. Yeah. So I think because um, I 100 percent agree with you, you know, uh, you should be able to do parody. I mean, that's why we have Saturday Night Live. Right. Uh, that's a full on parody show. Right. Saturday Night Live. Mm. Um, you need to be able to laugh at people who seek the limelight. Right. If you seek the limelight, you should be able to to handle parody. Um, but yeah, I mean, she should have been smart and maybe read a bit more into the rules of Twitter <laughs> and just yeah. added the word parody, because if he had. Uh, suspended her account when she had written parody then it would be very much much more a bigger discussion because right now yeah i mean he's saying suspended because it didn't have that specific wording on it well yeah that's that's true right yeah i mean like do they not have the power as well to flag this up as something that is parody or should be mentioned as parody and to name it that themselves you know like in the same way that you can take away yeah. or add a blue tick or no, in true. the same way yeah. that you can, um, no, they have the power to do that. They have the power to deactivate the account. If that's all it is, it's just that parody thing. Just put it on there, Elon. <laughs> just, no, just I mean, put it I on mean, there, I'm, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but I'm very curious how it's going to go with, you know, hate speech, you know, because they say freedom of speech. Are they, you know, how are they going to do any swift action on that as they did on this, right? I think that's a question to be asked as well. Well, the Especially good thing now is with... Kanye's not back on there, so hate speech should be a little bit lower <laughs> than it was before. <laughs> True, but there's a certain individual who says he's going to run for president. He's announcing that on the 15th, I said, he, he said, uh, oh, he'll be coming God. back and running for president again. Uh, you know, what's going to happen there is the question, I would say. Oh, jeez. Please no. Oh you, oh, you didn't hear that? Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, last night uh, announced he's, he has a ver very big news on this 15th. 
Oh God, no way! That that just mm-hmm. cannot happen. That can't happen, surely. Oh, I mean, it happened before. Happen. Oh no, do you think? No. It's gonna. Ha- well, I don't know if he's gonna be elected, but he is gonna run for sure, definitely. No, but on the election, so today, so so today are the midterms in the U.S. Right. And uh, so they're going to vote for the Senate and the House. And uh, um, Elon decided to also get into the mix of that. Uh, This is the last Twitter update, everyone. So (laughs) don't worry. After this, we'll go to something else. Um, So he tweeted, to independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. So he's basically saying, make sure one is in power one and one is in power in the other. Basically, the European way of uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen in the U.S. Running right? a country. Well, yeah, but of course, but he's saying vote vote Republican. Then it's not going to be any excess that way. I mean, do you think he should be giving um, voting advice? Yeah. See, this again taps into that freedom of speech talk but then it's showing an allegiance and on quite a high level there's obviously all the conversation around um yeah i mean fake news as well is something that we can speak about with this but this is purely opinion um Uh hmm, very dangerous territory to get into i don't think he should be talking about this kind of stuff in the position that he's in um Uh I think he should take a step back from this. And though everyone is, you know, is, is, has full right to their freedom of speech, I think at this moment where he's at, knowing Elon, this is the kind of stuff that he does anyway. He doesn't care about what is or isn't correct until it's someone slating him or, or making him look silly. Um, yeah, I think, I think step away from this, Elon. Don't show, um, you know, if, if Twitter is going to become more of an opinion-based space and a little bit, I don't know, I don't know. This just doesn't sit well with me. What do you think? Um, I think he should just focus on his, on his businesses now because I think that just needs the attention and to do it properly, right? And not to do it brash like he's doing. Um, but... He, what I do feel he is bringing to light kind of the flaws of the U.S. Uh, politics being uh, one party or being a two-party uh, politics and, 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 and being a one-party takes all, right? Again, I think we talked about this a few months back uh, where, you know, the European elections or a Europe, uh, like take, for example, uh, here in Holland, you know, um, our polit- our our political or our government is actually a, uh, a a coalition of a variety of different parties as voted by the people, right? So there isn't a clear majority and therefore it has to be built up of three, four, five different parties that have to come to an agreement. And therefore a lot of the, um, the, the government plans that get put forward are quite, you know, centrist, you could say in that way, right? Mm. It's a centrist left or centrist right, but it's quite centrist, not extreme one or the other, right? It always has to be there and it has to please a wider group of the um, of, of, of the voting public than just one who voted for one party in their extreme thinking. So for me, I think, you know, he, he should not, you know, 
be busy with the politics, you should focus on his business. But he does put this to light, and especially with his midterm, right? I mean, if the Republicans do end up winning uh, the House and the Senate, yeah, it's basically the government is basically at stillmate for two years because whatever Biden wants to do, the Republicans will never support. We know that. So nothing's mm. going to happen for two years now. The government's probably going to lead into another shutdown because the Republicans don't want to support Biden and make it seem like he's shutting down the government. So it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a shit show again where not much is going to happen because that's just how it is. I think that's what Obama also had in his last uh, um, term in the last few years of his presidency. He didn't get anything done, right? Because the Republicans mm, just didn't want to yeah. support him. And, you know, and then that's that's kind of how it goes. And that's a real shame. So, I mean, let's see. Let's see how it turns. It pans out tonight. But, um, you know, I heard a lot of Republicans are voting Democrat because of the um, the uh, anti-abortion, uh, 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 yeah. you know, the, the, the Roe v. Wade um, uh, overturn. A lot of Republicans felt that that was just a bit too far then, uh, you know, to take away that right. Then. So. That was they say, but I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I don't know. There are not enough Republicans that have, like, sense. I would hope so. Yeah, true. But, I, I mean, I would hope that that would make a shift. I didn't even think about that. That's still very fresh in people's minds in the U.S. It is. It is. But I would say it's the well-educated Republicans. <laughs> a lot of the Republican base, we can we can conclude, are not really, uh, <laughs> how do you say, yeah, well-informed. Well <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right? <laughs> true. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, we, I mean, you see that. So, so that's, you know, especially, or no, that's maybe we should not say that about Republicans, more Trumpians. Should we say that? Yeah. So more I think the Trumpians, Trumpians followers. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. You know, are, are not really of the, um, how'd you say, the smarter class or the smarter, the smart, or, you know, they don't really think through things through, put it, put it nicely that way. So, yeah. I just can never understand that mindset ever around anything. But crazy. Yeah. So talking about, you know, uh, uh, tech companies like Twitter and, 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 and now Meta also announcing uh, they're going to uh, lay off some. So Meta shares are down roughly 73% over the past year, bringing the company's market value down to $600 billion. Still think that's a lot, but hey. Uh, investors appear concerned about Meta's expensive bet on the Metaverse. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is reportedly planning to begin large-scale layoffs this week that will affect thousands of employees, the largest layoff in Meta's 18-year history. During Meta's disappointing third quarter results, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said staffing might fall. So his quote, in 2023, we're going to focus our investments on a small number of high-priority uh, uh, growth areas, he said. So ad-supported platforms such as uh, Facebook and, and Google are suffering from advertisers' budgets, cut, uh, budget cuts as they struggle with inflation and rising interest rates. So Meta, a year ago, you would, yeah. if you had invested 100 bucks a year ago, you'd only have 25 bucks left. Big change, really big change. What do you think of the Metaverse, his bet on the Metaverse? What do you think? I think I think this is swaying though. I think there was a lot of hype at the start, and people were pretty excited about this new universe that he was creating. You know, with the metaverse and NFTs and all that kind of stuff. It felt very exciting, very much like 
something that we should have thought about years ago mm-hmm. and that he had the best way of creating it and everyone felt quite excited by it i'm not surprised to see a drop um in the fact that some of the stuff that we've spoken about in previous podcasts as well like the avatars you know just being really and like no real talk or push on metaverse advances like we were speaking about do you remember one of the things that kept coming up in our conversation mo was how this could be used for greater good right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So then obviously giving such a wider space to this and it not being that really conformed techie space where it was very niche, um, incredible, but niche, you know, no real expansive use of it. I think if there would have been a bit more, I don't know, talk about that or some sort of progression in that way in this time, I'm not saying, you know, create uh, some of the stuff that we suggested around how this could help with human rights or education for example, but um, there should have been more around that. And with this, I, it's not really been much on it. I don't know if <laughs> Elon's taken over with Twitter and everyone's just uh, gun-ho over there, but I'm not I'm not massively surprised by this in the last year. Are you? No, look, I think, I, 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 I think of this inflation, recession, look, it just mm-hmm. proves, you all know, people well. are... I mean, that's part of the reason all these big tech firms are kind of, you know, we had thought the COVID would have, would have, you know, been their uh, noose, if you put it that way. But COVID wasn't. COVID was actually an accelerant for them because COVID, you know, we're all stuck at home. So, of course, we're going to use a lot of these tech uh, digital uh, uh, channels a lot more. Of course, we're going to be on Instagram and Facebook and we're going to buy more. You know, there's a lot of companies that are now suffering from the fact that, you know, people are ordering less uh, online, right? I think Amazon's having that, right? People are going back to the stores. So I think I think this was bound to happen that uh, that they would do worse. Uh, but I do believe that you know Meta is 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 also being affected by billionaire syndrome, where there's this one person leading this company and it has this weird reality thinking that this thing called the metaverse, and, and and because this person likes to see himself as a digital avatar is <laughs> yeah. taking the company down. And and you know, I think I think the metaverse, you know, I believe we still need to as as a society come to a real aligned definition of what the metaverse is. And you know, my personal is the metaverse is not just this online meta or or, or gaming place we're all in. No, I think the metaverse is basically the diluted space between reality and digital, right? And of course, that's where we're going. You know, uh, metaverse is Instagram, metaverse is TikTok, metaverse are your uh, mm-hmm. are, are your AirPods. You know, metaverse is where you can connect. You know, and 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 kind of make the line vague between r- reality and digital. I think that's what the metaverse is. So I think. Mark, yeah, it's a good way of describing it. Actually, I've never really yeah, thought about and, it quite like. And that. I think Mark, yeah. yeah, and I think and Mark Zuckerberg is too much focused on purely that digital gaming part of the metaverse that, you know, it, it might be something for the real younger generations in a few years, but I, a few years, but I hope not because that's just going to make people more and, or make people less and less social and everyone, you know, I mean, I'm hearing, you know, you hear these things of kids, you know, who, who, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to other parents here with their, with whose kids also have phones and where, 
you know, the, the, the kids, um, I remember what was it like when WhatsApp was down, you were hearing that all these kids were like, what am I going to do? It's the end of the world. And then, <laughs> and, 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 and then a lot of parents said, well, you can just call your friend and set a date to meet up. And like, uh, no, I, no, no, I can't. I don't know how, you know, that they're not even going to go there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm happy when I hear my daughter actually doing video ca calling with her, with, with her friends to just have a chat. I mean, I'm happy that she just doesn't only do everything on text. But is that what Mark Zuckerberg's looking for? And that's where he's betting his company on is that, you know, everybody wants to just, you know, connect digitally. No, come on, Mark, be a bit more, you know, realistic on this. And, mm -hmm. and the problem now is, yeah, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs at Metaverse, at, 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 at Meta after 18 years. That's crazy. You know, the largest layoff is just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of hope in him entirely as well as a person you know like he created this thing that was incredible but i don't think he can keep running with it in the same way mm -hmm. that like a steve jobs would or you know like all those those kind of other tech entrepreneurs i just feel or even elon you know i just feel like with mark zuckerberg his time was done he created something incredible basically invented social media facebook was wonderful but I, I just think some better player is going to come on and create this metaverse and and really optimize what it needs to be used for in this world a lot better. And like you say, less focus on this kind of gaming, niche strange avatar world around yeah, 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 it that yeah, is yeah. just so out of touch from society, like you say. So. No, exactly. Exactly. I think that's his problem. And, and look, I think the biggest problem is here is that, you know, he, they are just not getting the advertising budgets they used to. Um, you know, with inflation rising and, 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 or, you know, and also interest rates. And it was funny also this week, uh, um, uh, Brian Chesky of Airbnb was like, um, you know, success, we're putting everything on brand marketing and we're doing less on search and, 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 and you know, and, and, and a lot of, uh, um, um, how do you call it? A lot of, um, performance marketing. Mm -hmm. So even a company like that is putting less, of course. You know, he used to spend one billion, and it's a bit less. So smaller companies are, can't really do that. They still depend a lot on the on on, on performance based uh, advertising. But that's you know, it's a sign that even companies like Airbnb are saying they're doing less and less like that, right? Mm -hmm. They're you know they're becoming that advertising company themselves. They don't need the likes of performance based uh, companies to help them. So, mm -hmm. but but actually the. Um, on this. So we're talking about, of course, the recession affecting uh, Meta and so forth. Uh, I do want to bring forward one of our listeners' questions. Um, I guess we have a little bit of a, a, a big fan at, uh, <laughs> uh, for our listeners. So Seiko, actually, oh, I yeah, actually, uh, we actually phrased the question again, you know, what do you guys want to hear? And uh, Seiko asked the following questions. Uh, do media words of fear of recession actually help create said recession? Thoughts, Emma? Definitely, definitely. And I think coming from a background where I studied journalism, we always spoke about how, um, you know, anything in the media, you can change the way that people think, then you can change the world. If you can change the way that people interpret things and the, the way that they think about something, then yeah, that applies to the recession as well. That applies to voting, that applies to, it even trickles down into marketing. I think absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the media mm -hmm. is one of the most powerful entities in the world. I, I'm so, so sure of it. It can switch yeah. and change society and outcomes and humanity. It's like it's it's on such a high, high level. 
And I don't think it's extreme to say that. Um, and then if you put the fear into people, then I suppose they start to react and act as though that is the case, right? We've seen that with so many things from the media. I, t I totally agree. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah, just a spiral. Yeah. I mean, I could use an example of when we were, um, when we were looking to sell our, uh, uh, our other house. It's like, you know, we noticed literally when the media picked up the picked up stories talking about, oh, that the interest rate is going to go up for houses yeah. and, and the fear of a recession, boom, we saw overnight less interest. You saw it, right? So mm -hmm. people were kind of like, oh, I have to be careful now. Whilst a day before, apparently there was no problem, you know? So yeah. it's so funny that if the media picks up on it on a Tuesday, you see that effect straight away. So of course the media uh, who continuously talk about the recession and continue saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, you know, is actually help pushing it to make it happening and, 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 and come. So that's where, you know, you have to, I believe, you know, uh, it, it's difficult. I mean, if you're not an economics professor, I mean, I'm not, you know, so I rely heavily on media to educate me upon what's happening on the recession, but I do try and get a bit more of spread on, on the stories I, I I read on it and also talking to others to try and get, you know, all sides mm. of the dice to really understand, you know, uh, what the story is and, and actually what's happening and try and form my own, op own opinion. But definitely the media, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think, you know, I think if tomorrow the media decided to say the recession is over, actually it will lift all, econ all our economies will lift, right? Definitely. I really believe yeah. that. You know, it's yeah. the power they have. Yeah, I remember writing um, one of our modules that we studied actually was on if you can ever be unbiased in a, in a newspaper. And as we know, I'm sure it's everywhere anyway, but like particularly in the UK, there's a lot of labor and well, right and left wing newspapers that are quite open about which party they support, what kind of ideologies they support. Um, and then there's a few newspapers that kind of pledge that they are more in the middle, but that they still have a bit of an allegiance. So like The Guardian, for example, was supposed to be a lot more centralized, but still isn't, um, it's still very left wing. But yeah, they it, it was quite an interesting conversation among different people from different parts of the world as well um, at my uni, all speaking about whether bias was actually a thing and how much control they had over that as a paper, as an entity based on their investors, mm -hmm. the people who are in charge, lots of opinions. And ultimately it's humans that are running the media. So it's always going to be opinion based. You're always going to have something mm -hmm. that is not machine led, you know, um, it can be based yeah. on fact, but the way that you project it through the media can be very um, persuasive naturally without even yeah. realizing. So yeah it's, yeah, 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 it's an interesting subject. Oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But uh, so Sika, I hope we answered your question. We're looking forward to your next uh, question. <laughs> so from uh, from fear of the recession, let's go into uh, fear of the goop poop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I came up with that. That's good. So we're going to go a bit lighthearted now. So uh, with our stories. So um, the goop, we all know, of course, from uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. So in their, in, in their ridiculous but awesome gift guide, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop included a $75 blend of free-range goat, horse, chicken, and cow manure. 
lovingly tendered by the gardeners at Flamingo Estate. <laughs> so the product, which the company calls the finest poop in LA, is not meant to be sent to someone as a sack of revenge, but rather as a means to bring new life to your soil. Are you going to be ordering the goop poop for uh, Christmas? And who are you going to send it to? Um, I think I think she's very, or the team at least. I mean, of course, she's at the, the helm of it. I think she's very, very clever with what she does. She mm. has tapped into her audience so well. Obviously, right, one of the most wholesome things that these kind of, her ideal customer would be wanting to live off the land, right? Not use it, you know, entirely, well, not entirely sustainable. I suppose she's still a business and there's still many elements to what she does that aren't sustainable, I'm sure. But like living mm -hmm. this kind of wholesome life, these people are going to have gardens where they want to be growing vegetables and it's going to be one of their New Year's resolutions. And what better to do it with than something from Goop, you know, that's like come from mm -hmm. LA. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the second tier of the vagina candle. In a different sense, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I love so, it. So from the, so from the vagina to the poop. Yeah, exactly. I think I think she's done amazing things. And have you watched the? You must have watched the Netflix series, the the Goop Diaries. No, to be to be honest, no, I have not. Oh right. Well, then it's a must see. Um, there's two series. There's one that is um, basically talking just about wellness. Um, they do well, just about wellness. They do tons of different things. One is um, based on ice baths and Wim Hof, that whole Wim Hof method of breathing. Another episode is about um, uh, psychedelics and taking mushrooms and expanding your mind. Um, and then there's a whole series on sex. It's really, really wonderful. And I absolutely applaud her for what she's done. But yeah, I do understand it's quite um it's quite comical and quite silly and i'm sure I mean, a lot of the time they think i'm i'm sure they're laughing at their consumers a lot well, of the time because they could sell them anything exactly that's the thing it's, it's but i it's do like, like the notion around it and i, I really yep, appreciate the marketing okay. as well yes i have to say i appreciate the story behind it right what it's meant for but it comes back to that discussion we had around uh, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Wasn't it Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter? No, it was Kanye's. Uh, whose daughter was it that was drawing the T-shirts? Uh, oh, Kanye's, yeah. North, Kanye's Northwest. way back. Oh, see? Ka Kanye made it into this, uh, in, into this uh, <laughs> podcast. But remember when like Northwest was, was making those drawings and we were talking about, is that, you know, why is that selling? My kids drawing is not like the best drawings. Yeah, you know, this is just the problem with today's world about once a celebrity stamps their name to it, everybody wants it, right? I mean, I mean, literally what she's selling, you can buy probably down the street. If you just go a few miles left, right, or you go to your local gardener <laughs> store, you're going to get the best manure at a lot cheaper price than $75 for free range goat, horse, chicken, and cow manure. I mean, come on. I mean, that you know, for me, that's just, yeah. It's just another way to, you know, make money as a celebrity, I would say, in my viewpoint. It's not, you know, is she really doing it for to better the world or was it a way to go, how can we still do something crazy to make the news and still make a couple dollars? Yeah, my thought. yeah, I, I agree with you. I can definitely see through it. I, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for it, although I do really like that. But I can definitely see... Even when we think about right how she's marketed this is like this is the best 
from LA, you know, that's going to be, I don't know what the delivery's like on this, but if that's <laughs> shuttled all the way to the Netherlands for saying, you know, where's yeah. the sustainable, wholesome element in that? That's not mm. very, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that definitely doesn't go to the same, um, sing to the same tune. It's no. yeah. I think, I think ultimately they probably have three or four products that I think of every year, like the vagina candle mm-hmm. like this. And I think, in the same way as what a fashion brand does, where they create um, an outstanding artistic piece that they know would never sell, but would get them loads and loads of photo shoots and the top titles of magazines, press pieces, right? And a lot of industries do that with different things. I think with this, this is her version of it. You know, she Mm. she will sell some because ultimately people, like you say, they follow what she does, but, and, it probably is a relatively good product for what for what it's worth, but um, ultimately, yeah, it's um, it's always a bit questionable. But I think it's all a bit of a marketing ploy that's definitely working. I mean, we're talking about it Def- now. Definitely a marketing There's ploy. There's big but articles it's on it. It's worked, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. I just, I'll go get the manure just down the street. And I think it'll be a slightly <laughs> cheaper than the $75. I mean, how much is that for what? Like 50, for, for, for like a hundred grams or something. Way cheaper than that. Yeah. yeah. It would be, yeah. Yeah. $10. Crazy. I, I don't know. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do it, but, um, yeah, but from, from poop to share. <laughs> um, so this was quite a funny thing. Um, uh, so, well, not a funny thing, but so Cher has a new boyfriend and there's a 40-year age gap. So the pop legend has confirmed rumors of a relationship with 36-year-old music executive Alexander Edwards. Amid some of the hate she's received on Twitter from fans and haters, hey, here you go, social media being, you know, See, the source of truth. Uh, Cher, has, Cher has tweeted, love doesn't know math, it sees love. But since deleted, uh, but since deleted this, along with many other responses to people either congratulating her or having a younger boyfriend or hating on her new relationship because of it, Cher followed up yesterday. However, with this tweet, haven't you got anything else to do? Let me explain. I don't give a beep what anyone thinks. Emma, <laughs> you're looking younger boyfriend. You can forty years, which makes your <laughs> Potential boyfriend how old? Oh my god. I mean I don't see think, if you think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's obviously different points of life where this is mm. right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. at her age, I have absolutely no problem with this. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um I actually have one of my friends who she's almost 70, and her knew she divorced her husband who was roughly around the same age as her I think he might have been a couple of years older than her um three years ago and now she's got a new boyfriend who I think he's around 25 at most and he's really happy with her she's really happy with him age is nothing I think it's it's wonderful I think it's great and like any relationship differences bring troubles and that might be a difference in culture or a difference in politics or just how you want to live your life. And if one of those things is tied to age, then yeah, age would be a problem. But otherwise, I don't see it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, yeah, it's only a problem when, you know, someone's ridiculously young. So if they're 
you know 20 or below I think it's it's a bit extreme and maybe a bit damaging for that person on either end um but otherwise I don't see a problem in this they look really happy he seems great as well he's really cool I think like the way the way he's dressed this the kind of interviews that I've seen him do he seems like a really cool guy and she is Cher she can do whatever the fuck she wants (laughs) within reason I I I yeah I mean, I, I, I wish them well, but I really, 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 really hope he's with her, not because of who she is, uh, let's say, to the outside world, but who she is, you know, in, in her heart. Cause, yeah, because he's I, a music I mean, exec. You, yeah. you see too much of these gold diggers slash celebrity diggers, right? Who, yeah, who, who do this. And for me, that's, yeah, you know... Uh, You've seen this happening quite a bit, so I really hope for her. I think, uh, um, yeah, I've I've nothing really to add because I agree with you on all your points. I just hope he's in it for the right reasons and not just to, you know, make the news. I don't know what, you know? Mm, Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping anyway. And she seems really (laughs) happy. So, I mean, at the age of 76, go for it, girl. I think that's great. If I could do that at 76, she doesn't, does she? Mm -hmm. She doesn't Mm -hmm. even look... 60 not even 60 no, I don't no, think. No. no 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 but uh let's we'll have a talk to a plastic surgeon yeah i, d- I would definitely absolutely <laughs> what, a, what a master she looks amazing exactly exactly and someone actually who's looking for plastic surgery probably is a lottery winner in china so a man in southern china is keeping his 30 million lottery jackpot a secret from his wife and child saying he was worried that the winnings might make them lazy the man, identified only as Mr. Lee, went alone to the lottery office to claim his prize wearing a bright yellow costume that covered his head in photos showing him accepting the prize. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, legend. Okay, legend. So legend. I need to say legend. <laughs> legend. 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 <laughs> first things first. Would you, if you won the lottery... And bearing in mm-hmm. mind, your family might be listening. Who would you tell mm-hmm. and who wouldn't you tell? Straight oh, up. my wife would. No, no, no. My she wife. So my wife and me. And then the question would be, would we tell the kids? Because yeah, I would. You? would if, hmm. if, 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 if I won the lottery, we probably would not tell anyone. Yeah, it would be hard. So but I think you'd have to keep it to yourself in that front. Yeah, because I... I mean, I've seen, you know, people who win the lottery, then buy a huge house, uh, you know, all these trees, all, all these trees, all, all these trees, sorry, all these cars, which are killing me. It would be trees. nice if they bought trees. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, and just change their life. And for me, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I won the lottery, uh, that that's maybe how we are. And, and, I, and I hope my wife, too, is like, we're less materialistic in, 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 in things. I mean, we say this now, but wait till we win a couple million. Let's see what happens then. <laughs> Um, but we're very less materialistic, I would say, and more about experiences, right? So we would spend it on holidays, uh, traveling the world, uh, you know, those are the things that I would spend it on, you know, going, going on holidays with my friends and taking care of them, you know, going to nice dinners, you know, that's what I would spend my winnings on and not necessarily go to a much, much bigger house. Yeah. Is it really what we always want? I mean, we just bought this house. We're happy. I might invest and pay off the house and I'm done there and, you know, maybe do a few things here or there extra. But um, 
I don't know, but but my wife would definitely know because she would just you know kill me if she found out otherwise. But I don't know if I would tell the kids because the kids, you know, you don't want them talking to other kids and other people hearing it because you know winning all of a sudden getting more money than those people around you only only brings forward animosity never happiness yeah. always always I, I i mean you're gonna have a few that will be happy for you but the more you know maybe those closest to you but but just your community around you i think you know if they didn't if they didn't you know um how'd you say uh uh, uh celebrate in the winnings yeah i don't yeah it'd you know be, i think be hard i think if i won and i know this sounds very noble but how boring would it be to win a crazy amount of money and yet you're the only one within your friendship group, family group, you know, kind of community who have that. I wouldn't give away everything, but I would definitely find certain people in my life that I really appreciated and I knew loved me beforehand and would have done anything for me, you know, real core people in your life. And I would buy them what they wanted or I would give them a certain amount of money to get a good start, wouldn't you? I think, because otherwise, imagine you go on holiday, you want to go to the best resorts, do the best things, all this kind of stuff. And you're always the one paying for it. And everyone else is kind of relying. You become this one person that takes everyone else out. Wouldn't it be nice for everyone else to enjoy the same experience or at least a few select people? Well, well, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't necessarily get, look, if I had friends who needed money because of something very like not just to you know have money but but because they need it for i don't know uh, a payment of, of, of I don't know, medical bills or something i'd support there yeah. the thing is like i would spend the money on on doing experiences with them like you know hey let's all yeah. go on holiday it's yeah. on me let's all go to the himalaya i don't know let's go to australia like i would not necessarily go here's cash have fun no i'd be like okay what should we do this summer come let's do something and oh you know we can, you know, let's spend time two days together, but the rest of the week you just go and enjoy with your family on me. But, you know, that's how I would do it than just giving the money, let's say, because yeah. that also keeps them, you know, I think then you also don't want to make it feel, you know, because <laughs> let's be tr truthful about it. Those close to you, those friends who are close to you now, you don't know how it's going to be in five years and what's going to happen, right? Yeah, things can change. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? When you think about it, if you came into money, how much your life would change? in that yeah. sense and then yeah. it would be very interesting to see who would all of a sudden become your friend wouldn't it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly i'm sure exactly. there would be a lot of uh, soul searching that would need to happen there on hmm. yeah no exactly exactly but yeah i mean but this lottery winner keeping a secret from his wife i think he has just more families he just doesn't want any of his, <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't want to be there's he not, just doesn't want to be one wife <laughs> He just doesn't want to be found out, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Making them lazy, though. Like, I, I suppose, like, that's his... I like, he just doesn't want them to not work for the rest of their lives. But, like, if you loved your family, it wouldn't be about that, would it? It would be like, you know, I want to let them relax a little bit. I don't want my wife to have to work as hard as what she does. Or, you know, I, I want both of us to spend time with our kids. Not like, I don't want them to be lazy, so I'm just going to keep it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so is he he's obviously been ousted this is a story now i'd love to know what mm -hmm. happened when she found out no why well, she hasn't because have you seen the pictures no 
Oh, he is wearing a suit. Uh, I mean, we'll tweet it, but you should. Oh, hang on. So no one actually. Oh my God, no one actually knows who this is. And and he's so-called Mr. Lee. Oh my God! I thought. Oh my! Wow, this story's taken a whole turn for me. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. No, no, no. So it's just. Yeah, yeah. So you just you just. Uh, you really you literally i guess you have to see the picture i was also reading it going oh okay fine so mr lee and though he's literally wearing one of those suits like you like he looks like he looks like uh, tweety from um from oh um from uh, what's it called from from looney tunes here I, oh I, i'm sharing God. the link with you right now so you can have a look at it while whilst we're on the podcast so you can see exactly Jesus. how he looks like oh so he's the one God. on the right Oh my god. <laughs> How the hell? This is crazy. This is this is way crazier than I thought. Insane. Oh my god, if my husband was doing that, he can keep his money if he's gonna do those kind of things. And look like that and make that decision. My god. Keep it. Thirty million's a big amount, but there's a there, you know, there's a huge um there's a statistic uh, there's a statistic of um, mm-hmm. well, a huge amount of people that win the lottery go bankrupt within, I think, two or three years because they just have all this money that they've never had and just go crazy with it and invest it in all the wrong ways or just buy crazy things. There's a huge, I'm not quite sure what the number is, but I remember reading it a little while ago. It may have changed post-pandemic or recession, et cetera. But um, yeah, a lot of lottery winners go bankrupt because they're people that... Yeah. And had to work for the money and have just like, had a bit of luck most of the time. So crazy, crazy. <laughs> then they'll then they'll but, not but, be lazy. That's sure. <laughs> well, if you win your lottery, make sure you make over money. I'll give you my bank account. No worries. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> no, perfect. Cool. I think we handled a few all the subjects nicely. We went from uh, we went from uh, from the Twitter Twitter uh, to the to the recession to the lottery winner and Cher's new boyfriend. So it was a fun little, uh, fun podcast today. Yeah, nice bounce around. Less Kanye. Nice, nice bounce around. <laughs> well, we'll try. <laughs> Perfect. And next week, um, we might, we might be having our uh, podcast episode taping in Miami because we're both there. But let's see if that works out. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that'd be mm, good. So we'll try that. Let's no, do that. Perfect. Great. Fun always talking to you, Emma, and thanks everybody for tuning in and listening to this episode of By Association. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, everyone.